0: What's up, everybody? This is Keith from the Bronx Lounge. Thanking you for tuning in to today's episode as Cav and I break down all things Yankees baseball and have a great time. Check us out on all social platforms at the Bronx Lounge for daily Yankee content and to join the awesome community we hope to build. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoy making it. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's talk some Yankees in the Bronx Lounge. I gotta hold down the city, New York, New York, New York. York, York, York. I I, I, I gotta let you know where I come from, from. Cali. I gotta hold down the city. Uh. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bronx Lounge podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed their couple of days of the All Star Break. Homer Derby is not my favorite type of event anymore, but still fun. Vladdy was able to pull it out. All-star game. We got to see Cole on the mound in the first inning. Other than that, the only Yankee to play in the game. I hope everybody got a couple of days off to decompress after the Yankees kind of limping into the break. They start up their second half tomorrow. And I did want to come at you guys on a quick solo pod. As I said on the last podcast, Keith is currently on vacation. So we are going to do a quick... Run through of every single player on the 26 man roster. We're going to give them a mid season grade based on their first half performances. We're going to go, you know, every single guy in the rotation. Most of the bullpen guys will go to the key guys in the lineup on that side of the ball as well. Quick little conversation on each of them, not too long. We're going to keep this one short and sweet, but I did just want to hop on here before. The second half begins and give you guys a little bit of content and to see where my head is at with some of these players. Obviously, there's been a lot of disappointing performances so far in this first half of the year in terms of independent performances from players and also team performance as, you know, the Yankees sit in fourth place. There is, is, however, one A to give out on this roster, and it is our ace, A for ace, Garrett Cole. Um, he's got a 3.8 war coming into this second half, a 2.5, 2.85 ERA. He's 9-2. He's been really, really good. We've talked about it on the podcast. He came out and didn't look like he was going to be touched at through his first couple of starts. Had a couple of rough starts, and he's been really smooth sailing ever since. He has been rock steady at the beginning of our rotation. And... We're going to continue to need these kind of performances from him, especially while we wait on some guys to either come back or to figure their stuff out. Carlos Rodon, you know, needs to work his way through the rotation, get him built back up. Nestor, we need, obviously, to come off the IL. We need Severino to figure himself out. So while all of this is happening, we're going to need Garrett Cole to continue to put up the types of performances that he's been giving up. I really, truly believe that he's the only A on this roster through the first half and some snaps to Garrett Cole for that. <clears throat> now let's move on to Carlos Rodon. Now Car- Carlos Rodon is obviously going to get an incomplete. We're not going to talk too long about it. We saw him make his first start of the year against the Cubs on Friday night coming into the all-star break. Obviously we all expect some big things out of him. We I liked what I saw in the first start. We talked about it on the Cubs recap podcast Obviously, this is going to be an incomplete grade for Carlos Rodon. Hopefully, you know, he could take a couple of more starts coming out of the break to get back into pitching shape, get himself back feeling good, and then we can start to see him really ramp up and hopefully be the pitcher that was signed at the $160 million deal in the offseason. But obviously, for the first half, only made one start. So he's going to be put down as an incomplete. Now, Domingo Herman is an interesting one. Because when you look at his numbers, his overall numbers this year, he's 5-5, five and a five 4.32 ERA. You might think that this is a C kind of performance out of Domingo Herman when you look at the grand scheme of his first half. I don't. I'm going to give Domingo Herman a B for this first half. I think other than those two really, really bad starts that he had, one against Boston and the other start they were back-to-back before the perfect game, I really think Domingo Herman has been really good on the mound. I think those two blow-up starts really inflate his ERA and some of his numbers. I think without those two blow-up starts, his numbers would look really, really good. We, I remember talking with Keith about it on a podcast before the two blow-up starts. When we looked at Domingo Herman's numbers, they were not where people expected them to be. They were really, really good. And I think even after those two blow-up starts, he threw the perfect game. I think he's looked good. His start on Sunday to close out the first half against Chicago was obviously really, really good. And I think overall, Domingo Herman does deserve a B for his performance in the first half. And obviously, we want him to keep going with that. You know, he's actually been one of the more consistent guys in the rotation besides those two starts. And I mean, when you think about it over the whole first half, two starts isn't really a big deal. I mean, we saw Cole have a couple of bad starts in the first half, too. So two starts I'm not really going to worry about. And I think when you look at the grand scheme of the rest of his starts... I think you really look at Domingo being in a really good place in this first half of the year. And again, while we wait for some of these guys to come back and ramp up, we're going to need Domingo to continue to pitch how he's pitching. Obviously, long term for Domingo, we don't really, you know, I don't really look at him as any more than a five, you know, a depth rotational starter. But he hasn't been that this year so far for the Yankees because of the injuries. And he's pitched well, and we need him to continue pitching well until some of these guys do come back. So I'm going to give a B to Domingo Herman for his performance so far. Moving on to Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt's kind of a tough one because if you remember, the first seven, eight starts for Clark Schmidt were absolutely horrendous. There was talks that, you know, he was going to have to be sent right down, was really, really struggling. The cutter was obviously a terrible pitch against lefties. It was getting absolutely mashed. And then he started to just magically turn it around. He was able to make some adjustments. When you look at his overall numbers, he's got a 4-4 ERA. I think since that rough start, he's really been solid. I don't think we've seen some of the performances from him that we've seen at Domingo because Domingo's had some really, really you know, good overall starts. I think Clark has been solid since... That really rough stretch. He, for him, for me, he's going to land at like a C- just because the beginning of the year was really, really awful, and he has pitched really, really solid since making those adjustments, but I do need to see more. It's not like he's lighting people up in his starts. It's not like he's going super deep in his starts. So, for me, it's going to stick at a C- for Clark, but I mean, when you look at those first 7-8 starts of the year, he was at an F-. An F-. So for him to be able to bounce back has, again, been really big for this Yankee team. He's continued to give them opportunities to stay in games when he's on the mound, which he obviously was not doing at the beginning of the year. And then, again, Nestor's kind of an incomplete. I mean, a 5-1-6 ERA before he got hurt, but there was, you know, we were obviously talking about it at length and how he just didn't look right. I'm going to just give him an incomplete because we didn't see enough. I didn't get to see him make any adjustments. And I mean, hopefully you know we see him, you know come back at full strength. I know you know he's starting to you know make some good strides in his in his ramp up process. Again, an incomplete for Nestor. I think he's a big part of this rotation moving forward. so I think it's very important to see him come back very soon. but for the first half of the season, I think you have to look at it kind of as an incomplete. And then there's two guys in the rotation you know to talk about before we get to Sevi. That have not made a ton of starts, but I think have looked pretty good. And I think Johnny Brito is the one I want to talk about. And I want to give Johnny Brito a B for his performance in the first half coming up and down for the Yankees. Obviously, when they had some injuries early on in the year, Johnny was the guy who came up. He made a couple of really good starts. And again, he's a butter knife guy, as just like Domingo Herman is. If you take out those two starts against Minnesota, which were the two blow-up starts, both against the Minnesota Twins for Johnny Brito, his numbers do look good. And for a rookie to come up, you know, pitched well in his first couple of starts, got knocked around, they sent him down, he was able to make some adjustments, he's come up in a couple of spot starts since and look really good. So, I think overall, you really got everything you could have asked for so far out of Johnny Brito, especially with the, you know, kind of situation that you're putting him in with, you know, the up and down kind of thing I know that's hard for some players to have to deal with so for him to you know come up make a pretty solid start go back down to the minors continue to make adjustments and wait for his number to be called I'm going to give Johnny Brito a B for the first half and I'm I'm actually happy with what I saw out of him for the most part minus those two minutes Minnesota twin starts and Randy Vasquez is going to get an incomplete it just there's not enough starts he's only made a couple of starts he looked really good in the starts that we've seen him he's got a ERA. But for me, it's just not enough starts, really not enough to put any stock into to to really look at the numbers and, you know, find things that, you know, we think might be underlying positives or underlying negatives. So for me, for Randy, it's going to be an incomplete, you know, as I could see, obviously, you know, the reason that we've seen Brito and Vasquez so much so far this year is because of the injuries. Now, do I hope the injuries are not going to be as much of a problem for the pitching staff and for the hitting in the second half? Of course. Do I say that with any confidence? No. So we could see continue to see Randy, and if we do, hopefully he continues to show some of the really good signs with the pitch mix that we saw in those first couple of starts, and hopefully, you know, at the end of the year, we can give him a grade. Looking at Clay Holmes... Clay struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year. I remember the Domingo Herman start where he gave up the a base runner at home against the Guardians. They pulled him. They went to Clay. Clay absolutely blew up, and it was a controversy for a couple of days that they should have kept him. That Boone should have kept Domingo in. Clay was really struggling. Clay's been pretty lights out for most of this first half, to be honest with you. After those rough starts, I remember he came in in a non-save role in Tampa Bay. And looked pretty shut down and I feel like ever since he has looked pretty pretty good he he ends with a 2.23 RA he leads the team with 10 saves which obviously isn't a lot but he is still the guy that Boone goes to in the ninth inning for the most part for me Clay Holmes is going to get a B plus he's looked good for most of the year obviously a rough stretch to begin the year and going you know coming from last year where it was also a real struggle in the, the year I think he's bounced back really nicely. The sinker you know, is looking as powerful as ever for me. I like how he's been commanding his pitches. I think the location's been a lot better. I think we're heading in a really good direction with Clay Holmes, but I can't go to the A because of the way that he started the season, which wasn't great. And the same thing with Michael King, except just flipped. I mean, Michael King, when he came off the I.L. this year, was absolutely lights out, it was the Michael King that we saw last year. But he has struggled in the last couple. In the last month and a half, we've talked countlessly. Me and Keith have brought up his numbers in the last month or so on podcasts. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him as of late. Hopefully, you know this break will do him some good, give him a little bit of rest, let him continue to try to work back. Because we did see some some really bad hanging pitches. One to Adolis Garcia, I remember against Texas. One against Teoscar Hernandez against Seattle. You know that ball should have been out to you know for a throw and homer to tie the game. You know we've we've seen him make some mistakes as of late. Hopefully he can fix it. And I mean I'm not going to do every single player in the bullpen. I do want to go to Wandy Peralta though. For Wandy, a two six two ERA. He's got a point nine WAR out of the bullpen so far this year. You look at the numbers. He's probably an A. I mean Wandy by the numbers has been really good. But once again we did see this last couple of weeks of the first half he struggled seemed like boom might have lost a little bit of confidence in him in his outings you know you saw an, you know a pretty early leash for wani which you hadn't seen you know prior and he just hasn't looked great i think maybe you know maybe he ran out of gas i mean when you when you know coming into june he was one of like the top 5 relievers in baseball and innings he you know Boone and the Yankees were using him a ton to begin the year maybe he ran out of gas hopefully this break you know gives him a chance to rest hopefully they utilize him a little bit better in the second half and I'm not even really blaming Boone because the Yankees were in a lot of games where they needed to go to their high leverage guys and we get mad when the Yankees don't go to their high leverage guys in big spots so you can't blame Boone for going to Wandy a ton because Wandy has been really good But I think we did see some of the drawbacks of using a guy like Wandy as much as the Yankees did in the first half, and hopefully they get enough out of their starting rotation and they have some other guys step up in the bullpen so you don't have to rely on Wandy as much as you did in the first half, and hopefully we don't see that drop off. And the last guy to talk about in the bullpen is Ron Marinaccio. Now, I'm from New Jersey, I'm actually from Tom's River, so Ron Marinaccio right, you know, around me. He went to Tom's River North. I went to Tom's River South. We're about 10 minutes apart in terms of high schools. We love Ronnie. I love Ronnie. And to start the year, you know, he looked really good. But once again, we've seen the drop off. I can't get it out of my head when me and Keith were at the game on Sunday. He comes and he gives up a single. And then he proceeds to, I think, throw two strikes to the next two hitters, walk both of them, bases are loaded, Booney pulls them. I think it might once again for Ron be you know an exhaustion factor, like you know, like I talked about with Wandy, because we haven't seen Marinaccio have to handle this type of workload to this point in his career because it's such a young career. He came up last year, so that might be a factor. He, you know, at the beginning of the year there was talks that he might you know start to inch his way into you know that seven eight nine role maybe kick one of these, you know, other guys. But, you know, as of late, it just hasn't looked that way. He hasn't looked very sharp. The changeup location just hasn't been there. Neither has the fastball, really. And when the changeup's not working for Ronnie, it's going to be tough. So hopefully, you know, he can start to figure it out. And the last pitcher I saved him for last is Luis Severino, a 7-3 ADRA. He's got a negative war. He's 1-4. Every start seems to be a start where he... Doesn't even give the Yankees a chance to have hope to win the game. It seems like every time he makes a start this year, by the by the third inning, you know you're ready to turn off your TV because you know this game's over. It's eight nothing. It's nine nothing. It's uh, it, you know that's how it's been for Luis Severino. He's going to get an F. And I think when Nestor comes back, if Rodon, you know, is going to come back to full strength, I think there is a real conversation of Luis Severino moving to the bullpen. And that's where we've gotten to with him. And it's crazy because we know how electric and how, you know, the stuff that Luis Severino has when he's on, he's got A stuff. But but the way he's pitching right now, you can't afford to continue to trot him out there for starts when you know that when you bring him out there, you're not going to have a chance to win the game after three innings. It just can't continue to happen. He's getting an F for the first half. Hopefully a lot of this is injury and you know we can you know start to figure out why the fastball's been shoddy from start to start and you know why he's using it so much, I don't know. But I think there might have to be a real consideration or a real conversation to move him to the bullpen and me and Keith are gonna talk about that more in you know some upcoming podcasts as as again we start to see some of these guys coming back in the rotation and some of these starts continue to dwindle down for some guys i mean to be honest with you right now i'm more confident in domingo to go out there and make a start in severino i might even i might even be more confident than for clark to go out and make a start in severino so if i'm you know if i'm not the only one who thinks that way there might be a genuine conversation for him to move to the bullpen when all these guys get healthy and that's due to the f first half that we've seen from Luis severino Those are all the pitchers that I want to talk about. We will go into some of the hitters now. We'll start with Aaron Judge. I mean, if you look at his numbers before he got hurt, he was having another ridiculous season. Already had 19 home runs when he went down. 291 batting average, a 2.3 war. I mean, I feel like it has to be an incomplete because, you know, I just don't feel like he's played enough games. But he was playing really, really well, and we've talked about this. And this is just, this really is just an episode, you know, giving grades for the first half. But the the impact that he has on this team, I mean, he really is going to dictate if the Yankees really even have a chance to make the postseason or not this year, with how late, if he's going to, how late he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. And again, every day that goes by, I continue to get more and more concerned. That we're not going to see him at all. So, going to go incomplete for Aaron Judge. When you go to Harrison Bader, Bader's been another guy that's been hurt for a lot of the year. When he's been in the lineup, you see what he does. You know, you see his impact for this Yankees team. I mean, the center field defense is pretty much the best in baseball, or, you know, one of you feel super confident at any ball that's hit into the outfield if he's out there playing and he's come up with some really really big hits his overall numbers offensively don't look great but he's come up with some really clutch hits in home runs and doubles big RBI situations he's really come in clutch so for me Harrison Bader is going to get a B plus i can't go to A because he has been banged up and the numbers offensively don't look you know they're not going to wow you but he has come up with some really big hits and i love the outfield defense Defense in center field to me is a must. And to see the way he plays defense out there and how he commands that outfield when he's out there, it gets me going. So I gotta give Harrison Bader a B plus. When you look at the left field spot, it's really been a rotating door. Start with Jake Bowers. Jake Bowers was, you know, two twenty four batting average. He's got seven home runs. I'm gonna give Bowers a C plus. Now, when Bowers first came up, he was really tearing the cover off the ball, and people were really excited about him. The more we've seen him play, he hits righties really well, but lefties are a real problem, so it kind of seems like Bowers, at the end of the day, is a platoon guy. The defense, you know, obviously we've asked him to move to the outfield. He's not an outfielder. It's been shoddy. I think he's made improvements, even, you know, from the first time he came up to, to now. And obviously we see him on the I.L. as we speak at the moment. But I think he has made some strides. It's still not great in the outfield, though. And the offensive numbers have dipped from you know how hot he was to start the year. So I'm going to go with a C-plus for Jake Bowers. And then we go to IKF. And IKF is also going to get a B-plus for me. But for a lot of different reasons. When you look at some of the offensive numbers, they're not going to wow you. But what he's meant... To this team this year, I think has been monumental. He's come up with some really, you know, big plays in the field and you know, and hitting. He's had some really big hits too. A couple of home runs. He's got five this year, which I don't remember five AKF home runs. I remember three. I don't know where the other two went. I don't know where I was for those two, but hey, he's a power hitter. We've talked about that. His versatility for this team and how he can be used as the Swiss Army knife for this offense I think is really important. I, I love the way that he's embraced the role. I mean you know it's hard to forget because we all hated it as Yankee fans but I mean last year this guy was the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. He was getting he was getting criticized every single day you know making errors the, the, the bat just wasn't there consistently last year. He was absolutely getting creamed on a daily basis by the New York media and for him to you know swallow that and you know, embrace this role of not playing every day or not expecting to play every day. You know, playing all these positions on the field, he's even pitched. I really like what he brings to this team, and I think, you know, he's done some really good things this year. So he's going to go B-plus for me. Oswaldo Cabrera is going to be a D. The offensive numbers are horrible. I almost feel like it should be an F, but he is young. And we didn't see a huge sample size from him last year. He came up and he was electric. And he got really hot when he first came up and everybody fell in love with him and everybody wanted to, them to give him the left field job to start the year. All year it hasn't materialized offensively from the jump. He hasn't been good. He's been up and down from the minors now. He's been you know, kind of the swing guy in terms of the lineup roster as guys are coming on and off the IL. I hope that once some of these guys start to come back, as Waldo just spends the rest of the year in AAA, I want him to make some adjustments. I want him to figure some stuff out. He's still young enough, where you know this guy can still be a part of Yankee teams in the future. So you know it's important for him to go down and you know fix what needs to be fixed and make adjustments because obviously it's not working right now. He's got a two oh four batting average. He had a couple of pre- he had a couple of pretty decent outings in St. Louis that jumped that batting average. It was under two hundred pretty much all first half. It's a D for me. But just because he's so young, if you know, so and we didn't, you know, he didn't come up as, you know, this guy that was supposed to tear the cover off the ball. So I think this is kind of what we should have expected as Yankee fans, maybe not as bad as it's been, but I think he kind of spoiled us with how he looked when he first came up at the end of last year, and we kind of expected that when we probably shouldn't have. Now to another F, we have Josh Donaldson. He's got fourteen hits, ten of them are home runs, he's batting one fifty two. 152 It's getting to the point everybody hates Donaldson, they boo him at the stadium. We me and Keith saw firsthand on Sunday. And I've kind of been a little bit of a Donaldson supporter, but it's getting to the point where it it really this experiment does really need to end because it's almost it, it is at the point now where the defense almost doesn't matter. You know, you can find another vacuum at third base that's going to be able to hit better than 152 and give you more competitive at bats. Than Josh Donaldson has been able to give you this year. The numbers offensively are absolutely putrid. I also feel like he can't be amazing for that locker room. I know they always talk that they love him, but we know who Josh Donaldson is as a person and the kind of stuff that he's caused in his career to this point. I kind of feel like it would just be best for all parties if, you know, if they just let him go. He's been absolutely nothing offensively. They need to get more out of the third base spot. It's an F. It really is. And honestly, another F, and this is the one that hurts the most for me, it's DJ Lemayhew. DJ Lemayhew's an F. I'm sorry. He's got a negative war. He's batting 220. His strikeout percentage is higher than it's been in his whole entire career. The uh, bats don't look competitive. When the ball hits his bat, it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. He looks like he has a dead bat. The swing doesn't look good, his mechanics look off. It doesn't seem like he's even trying to make adjustments. And he doesn't provide a ton of other things if he's not hitting. We know that he's not he's not going to give you anything with speed. He's, you know, he's solid defensively where you put him, but he's not, you know, he's not a gold glover anymore anywhere you put him. He's getting up there in age. I've continued to say that I'm concerned about him. I don't think that this is just a slump. This is genuine concern that, you know, we might not see the DJ. That we saw the last couple of years as a Yankee anymore. And as much as it hurts me to say, because he is my favorite Yankee, you got to get an F for this performance because this guy went from hitting 330 to 220. And he's a big reason why the offensive struggles for the Yankees have been so well documented in the first half. If DJ was going how, you know, we know DJ can go, we might be looking at, you know, a totally, you know, not totally, but a little bit of a different. You know, outlook on the offense, they might be playing better. They might have a they might have more wins than they do. You know, it almost seems I was talking to Keith at the game. It it can be it became a big spot in the game. It was an RBI opportunity. You know, a clutch a clutch game situation, and Billy McKinney was coming up to bat, and DJ was on deck, and I looked at Keith and I said, you know, nine times out of ten, the last couple of years, I would have been begging it to be DJ up in the spot. Now I almost kind of feel like it's better to have McKinney up there. And that's just a sad thing to hear. It's an F for me. I love DJ. I want him to figure it out. But for the first half, it's got to be an F for me. I almost think that he is injured and nobody knows about it because they didn't know he was hurt last year until they went and found out. So hopefully he can get back on track. And then the most interesting one to me is Anthony Volpe. He's going to get a B- minus for me. Anthony is going to get a B- minus for me. Most of the year offensively, he's been bad. But he's a rookie, and we expected that. He's made adjustments. He's looked a lot better these last couple of weeks coming in to this, you know, coming into the All Star break. And I am feeling very good about the the place that Anthony Volpe's in. But when you do take a look at his overall off- offensive numbers, they are still pretty low, considering the fact that most of the first half he was not a good offensive player. Two sixteen is the average. It was under two hundred for a really long time. He was able to get it back up. I'm feeling a lot better about Anthony Wolpe, and I think there's a lot of good things that are coming in the second half from him. But the overall first half, there was too much struggle in, in there for me. He's going to get a B minus. Also, I mean, defensively, he's been pretty rock solid. He had a couple of errors at the beginning of the year. He seems to, you know, have already improved defensively. I feel pretty confident with him there. I voiced, you know, a couple of times that I have, you know, slight concerns about the arm strength, but it seems to be okay. You know, hopefully it doesn't become a problem. For me, it's a B-. And, you know, obviously a lot better things, I think, to come from Volpe because, you know, of the adjustments and the better play that we've seen the last couple of weeks coming into the break. Glaber. I don't want this grade to be skewed because of the Sunday error. To come into the break it's it's a b it's a b for me the offensive numbers are solid you know they're not going to blow you away they're just about league average but league average in this lineup this year has been one of the better guys in the lineup and glaber there's no way around it he's been one of the better hitters in this lineup consistently the whole first half of the season and that's why when you know people say that boone needs to bench him and you know you know when he makes these mental errors on the base pass and in the field I almost kind of think, like, how can you how can you bench him? He's one of the guys who's been producing consistently in your lineup. When you're struggling already to produce almost any offense, you can't take one of the guys out who is producing to some extent. We know the mental errors. The error was terrible on Sunday against the Cubs. But his offensive numbers are solid. They've been okay. I I feel okay about his at-bats, to be honest with you, all year. We know that, you know, he'll go through stretches where he's kind of like standing in a way where, you know, he'll go through some stretches where it doesn't look like he has any idea what he's doing up there. I haven't seen much of that this year, to be honest with you. I think there has been more consistency. So I am going to give Glaber a B, and I'm not going to let the huge error on Sunday to cost us that game reflect on my overall first-half grade too much. Rizzo. Rizzo's a C for me. Rizzo's supposed to be a power guy in the middle of that lineup, especially with Judge out, he's supposed to be the anchor of that offense, he's supposed to get it going. He hasn't done that. We, you know, it's well documented, you know the home run struggle that he's in right now, the slump that he's in right now in terms of hitting home runs. We remember that huge slump that he went in just overall hitting. The numbers look okay, they look fine, but I expect more Anthony Rizzo, I just do. So For me, I hope the neck injury that he suffered when Tatis ran into him is not what is the problem here because that means, if that is the case, then that means, you know, this might be a lingering thing for the rest of the year. I don't think just a couple of days is going to be able to rest a neck injury enough if there is an actual injury there. If he's just struggling, we need him to pick it up. You know, I I wish I could give him, you know, some of the, the easy the easy criticism that you give a young guy like Oswaldo, but I can't. This guy's a veteran. He's a cog in the middle of this lineup. He needs to do better. He's just like DJ. They need to do better, but his numbers have obviously been a lot better than DJ's. He's going to get a C for me. And I teeter-totter on this one, too. I'm going to give Giancarlo a C-. minus. Stan's going to get a C- minus for me because the numbers are awful. I mean, he's hitting 203, nine home runs. He looked a little bit better in the Chicago Cubs series. He had a two-home run game. Stanton It has the ability to carry an offense for a couple of weeks all by himself. That is kind of what he needed to do in this stretch coming into the all-star break when he came off the I.L. Because the offense is struggling. There's no judge. Nobody else is producing. This was the perfect opportunity for Stanton to carry the team, have us feeling okay about this team coming into the break. He didn't do that. He mightily struggled. A couple of home runs in the Cubs series. Hopefully it started something good. But the numbers are bad. He's been bad. His at bats have been bad. It's it's a C minus for me. It just it just is. The last two guys I want to talk about are Kyle Higashioka and Jose Trevino. I want to kind of give Kyle Higashioka actually a B minus. I think defensively he's been good, and I think when you think of Kyle Higashioka offensively, there's not a ton of positives that you think about. But he do but he does have a two thirty nine batting average with five home runs. Batting average is 30 points higher than it was last year. Higashioka's actually been okay for a catcher offensively. I think it's kind of been underlooked because it hasn't learned it hasn't resulted in a ton of production. But I think offensively, it's been okay for him. And obviously, we know what both of these guys bring defensively. He caught the perfect game. We know what Higgy brings defensively. So he's a B- minus for me. I, I actually have been kind of happy with what I've seen at the play from him. And then Trevino, on the other hand he is not going to get the B- minus for me. He's going to get the C because we know kind of a little bit of what we saw offensively from Jose, Jose Trevino last year was fool's gold, but he's hitting 211. I almost feel like Boone is starting to gravitate more towards Kyle in that starter spot. And I know everybody loves Jose Trevino, but offensively it's been pretty putrid this year. He's got four home runs, 0.5 war, like I said, the 211 batting average. It's just not going to do it for the starting catcher. So I do think if he's going to continue to play like this moving forward, that starting catcher role is going to be a little bit more of Kyle Higashioka's than it is going to be a Trevino's when coming into the year, it was Jose Trevino's job. So for me, not great for Jose Trevino. And I think that's going to wrap it up. I'll, you know, actually, I'll give an overall <laughs> a Yankees. A Yankees grade on here as well for me it's going to be a C and some people might think that's high I know there's a lot of Yankee fans out there that might think that's high Keith I might think that's a little high he might be more in the D range but the Yankees have gone through a lot of injuries and Aaron Judge being out for as long as he has as much as just shown the impact that Judge has on this lineup and on this team they've They've honestly been able to tread water. They're only a couple games under 500 since Judge has gone down. It could be a lot worse than it has been, and a lot of the credit goes to the pitching staff. And overall, the fact that they've been able to tread water with Judge out, I think they do deserve a little bit of credit for that because Judge is, you know, arguably the best hitter in Major League Baseball. So you know, when that guy goes down. You know, you don't just replace a guy like Aaron Judge. You you can't replace a guy like Aaron Judge. So for them to be able to tread water, I'm not saying that it's, you know, a good recipe for the rest of the year, because it's not, but I feel like they've done okay with the situation, with the hands that they've been given without having Aaron Judge for, you know, a majority of this half. And I'm going to give them a C. I think a lot of the pitching performances have been really good. I think the bullpen deserves a lot of credit. Even the rotation, I think, deserves a lot of credit, minus Luis Severino. I think all of those, you know, all the other guys have done, you know, some really good work in the rotation. So for me, I think I'm going to stick with a C. And so, yeah, I mean, just a subpar, you know, start to the season. I mean, you know, first half of the season, the Yankees, you know, like we talked about at, you know, the end of the Cubs series in the recap, they're in fourth place now. You know, they're going to have to do some digging. We're a couple of weeks away from the trade deadline we're going to have to see I guess what's going to happen with Aaron Judge hopefully we get some good updates on him because I don't know if it's going to be worth it for the Yankees to go out and buy at the deadline if they aren't confident that they're going to see Judge this year because I think even if you go out and you trade for a Bellinger or you trade for a Jack Flaherty anybody you know I don't think it's going to matter if Aaron Judge isn't playing so I think it is going to be really interesting to see these, these next couple of weeks leading up to the deadline how quick the Yankees are to make moves because I think a lot of it I mean obviously is going to depend on Aaron Judge I almost don't think it's worth it to go out and buy at the deadline if they aren't confident that Aaron Judge is going to come back this year and I am not super confident right now that we are going to see Judge for the rest of this year so it's going to be interesting to see Yankees start a series in Colorado on Friday We will be coming right at you guys after that series for the recap. We'll get right back into the every after every series recap. Keith should be back for that recap. If not, we'll be riding solo again. If you guys disagree with any of my grades. I'd love to know a reason why hit us up on any of the socials. We can have a little bit of a conversation about it. I'm totally open to criticism if you guys think I'm wrong, but those are my overall first half grades. Overall, not great. You know, when you're the New York Yankees, you have 1A in Garrett Cole, in my opinion. You're not going to be doing very well. They're in fourth place, so it kind of checks out. That's going to be it for this episode of the Bronx Lounge Podcast. Follow us on the socials. We will talk to you guys after the Colorado Rockies series in Denver, Colorado. Cav here. Have a great night, and go Yanks.